I think Rose Holland is a perfect microcosm of true Midwestern Indiana values. Smart, hardworking, ethical people who take their work very seriously, but don't take themselves too seriously. That environment combined with our focus on individual attention and support, especially in STEM, um, I think is what has made us successful to this point as an institution. This is the Ag Bioscience Podcast with Agrinovis Indiana. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business and the host of this podcast as well. Thrilled to welcome Robert Coombs, the president of Rose Holman Institute of Technology in Terre Haute. Rob, thanks very much uh, for joining us. How are things in Terre Haute? Things are doing well. We, we're having an exciting fall here on campus, and we're really happy to be back here in person. So um, we, we are really having a, a, an outstanding fall. We have record enrollment in our freshman class. We're celebrating the completion of a $250 million fundraising campaign that we completed this summer. And we opened our first new academic building in a number of years this fall as well to welcome students back. So we're having a great fall. I want to talk about a couple of those things uh, in a moment, but first a little bit about your background. Uh, you are certainly no a stranger to Rose Holman. You have been there for more than, than three decades. Tell me about, uh, Rob, tell me about where you grew up and uh, your um, experience, your tenure there at Rose. Sure. So I grew up in actually Centerville, Indiana, right outside of Richmond. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood on my grandfather's farm behind Earlham College. And I mentioned that because I, I think that's where I, I really developed some affinity for college and college life and college students and didn't realize that at the time. I went to IU, I'm an IU grad, and then followed a mentor who uh, at the time I thought my life's goal was to live by a beach. And he moved to North Carolina when he semi-retired, but was associated with a college and was teaching there and asked me to come down and consider a business position. And I started out in uh, public accounting many, many years ago. And so I went down there to be their controller, um, became the CFO after about a year and a half, and really spent my five or six years in the South loving the area and learning all the things not to do in higher education. Um, it was a struggling institution. I, I had a lot of valuable career lessons there. So uh, we had a family illness, and so we moved back to Indiana um, to care for my then mother-in-law. Um, and I took the job at Rose Holman, and I've been there just last or last week, I guess, celebrated my 32nd year here at Rose. So it's been a phenomenal career. I just about every non-teaching job there is here at Rose. I really am a, a non-traditional president, as it were. Um, so administratively, I've had uh, quite a bit of exposure and experience, uh, but not as a traditional faculty member in the classroom. Describe, if you would, uh, from your perspective, someone who has been there, experienced a Rose Holman in every uh, conceivable way, um, elite engineering STEM institution, uh, ranked number one in its class year after year after year um, uh, for its uh, its uh, pr prominence and you know, the, the way it does it does things, but. Um, describe Rose because it's, I don't want to say it's a well-kept secret because people know about it, but still it's there in Terre Haute, the Western part of the state. Give us a description. How would you would describe Rose Hallman? Well, I think, um, I think of Rose Hallman as a real Midwest success story in the sense that, um, I'd go back to, uh, the mid seventies, actually, when Sam Halbert joined as president, uh, 1976, prior to that time, we were, uh, a very good engineering school, 
uh, very solid quality, but pretty, pretty much unknown and uh, a sleepy kind of place. And Sam really revitalized that. One of the hardest working men I'd ever met, built a very strong team, very committed to co-education, which came about during his tenure. Um, but the work ethic and the commitment to excellence, I think, were something that he brought to the job uh, that still remains here today. Uh, Sam was fiercely competitive and fiercely loyal and hired people with that same work ethic. And I was fortunately one of those. Um, so our reputation in our institution grew dramatically during his 28 year tenure. Um, when he retired in 04, um, as is often the case following kind of a legendary president like that, it's very challenging for institutions to make a transition. And as a result, in the last 14 years, we've had six presidents. Uh, working through those transition issues. I served as interim in 2013, and now I'm in my third year as permanent president here. And so hopefully we're through the transition period finally, and I, I really do believe that we are. Um, but it's taken the institution a while to adjust to that transition. But as far as the institution itself, the Midwestern values, the commitment to excellence and quality have been here solid for uh, over three decades. And um, we've had more than one president, I think, who have been very good at identifying talent, recruiting that talent to Rose in terms of our faculty and our staff. And that's really the key to our success. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a number of, of uh, very positive announcements uh, in recent months at, at Rose, among them the launch of the Sawmill Society, uh, which is described as an intersection of alumni, entrepreneurs, and current students, where there's collaboration, uh, there's support, there's giving back to the institution. Uh, talk about the Sawmill Society, what it's all about, and, and how it came together. Sure. So originally, we really wanted to find a creative way to engage our entrepreneurial alumni. Um, we, we have, we're having more and more uh, alumni, entrepreneurial in nature, who were really successful, and we wanted to find a way to engage them. Um, and so as a result of that, we um, looked at a number of different programs that other institutions were experimenting with. And actually our development and alumni office took the lead. Um, we had in mind some core concepts, but the form and function of the sawmill came out of a group of entrepreneurs that we put together at a meeting in downtown Indy uh, just a few short years ago. And we had a variety of Rose entrepreneurs in person and on the phone from around the country and solicited their ideas in terms of how they might find these concepts most engaging. They shared a wish, wish list and we began to build out that model. Um, these were individuals who were deep in the startup community and came together primarily for support of the institution. Talk about how it works. It sounds like a fascinating concept. And again, you're engaging um, your great assets, uh, one of your great assets, and that's uh, your alumni. How, how, does, how does it work? Sure. So to join the, the Sawmill Society, which is the primary group, members have to hold some form of equity in a company, either one they've launched themselves, usually as a member of a C-suite in a startup, for example. They join by making a pre-exit pledge, meaning that when they have a successful liquidity event as a result of the equity stake, they make a gift back to Rose. Uh, now, this is not a pledge that we record or book um, at this point in time, but it's really it's really a commitment to the institution long term. In the meantime, those members have the option to participate as they are able. So some have elected to be coaches and judges for competitions on campus. 
Others have been guest speakers on our Rose Talks events, which are virtual speaking events, which are available and can be viewed on our website. Um, for some, if they can dedicate the time, alumni participate as mentors. And this network is open to any Rose affiliate. So by that, we mean alumni, students, faculty, and even parents in some cases. This allows experienced alums to lend their expertise to those in any stage of development, whether they're looking to form their first LLC or have just finished a Series B fundraising round, for example, and need advice on how to hire more employees. Um, the Ventureship concept, which is another element of the Sawmill Society, was brought to us by a couple of members who wanted to create an opportunity for students to develop their startup idea free of the confines of academic rigor. And so we established a fund that serves like a grant program where students can submit an application to, with their idea. That's led to an overview of their business model, budget, timeline, et cetera, et cetera. And if they're chosen, they can receive up to 5,000 to spend this following summer in Terre Haute with access to Rose facilities, building their company with the guidance of a faculty member and a Sawmill Society member. Um, so we think a venturship is a summer internship for a company that you're about to create. And this allows Rose Hallman students to spend the summer building their product or company without having to worry about the financial loss of not taking on a traditional internship that almost all Rose, Rose Hallman students do take advantage of at some point. Yeah. Uh, as you look at that uh, alumni ecosystem, uh, if you will, talk a little bit about that, because I would uh, I would venture to say that there's a very rich uh, a bench of, of alumni out there who can participate in this program and contribute in a, in a really positive way. Certainly. I think certainly that's our belief. In the past, our ecosystem was really somewhat left to develop on its own. We offer a minor in entrepreneurship, but our focus has always been on creating great engineers. And we've let entrepreneurs develop independent of that. Some faculty worked independently with students on their entrepreneurial goals, but not in a structured way. With the Sawmill Society in place, we're being much more intentional about fostering a healthy ecosystem by providing these different areas of support. The engagement of the Sawmill Society itself has been overwhelmingly positive and far-reaching. So we have members living in Germany, the Netherlands, India, and China, and of course, all over the U.S. There are nearly 80 members currently, and in total, 16 have agreed to be mentors. Um, Another element of the program is, is the Sawmill Angels, which is operating independently of Rose Hallman, but I believe that group currently has about 25 members. We've also seen something interesting be, beginning to happen in terms of philanthropy. Several members have already committed to endowing scholarship and having their annual giving um, it, it's begin to increase. And, and again, just another example of the engagement uh, we're seeing as those that participate in this program, which is was our overall goal from the beginning. Yeah, and and I've got to imagine, uh, you know, a part of this vision too um, around the Sawmill Society is developing that next generation of Rose Holman entrepreneurs. I think naturally that would probably occur, right? Absolutely. So um, we think there's some nice examples of that, and we're beginning to see that both amongst our students and some participation amongst it, our faculty and interest as well. Um, so aside from the minor in entrepreneurship, um, as an example, we have Dr. Kosta Popovic, who recently, who teaches in physics and optics, was just named a 2021 Engineering Unleashed Fellow 
And that's a grant from the Kern Family Foundation to emphasize entrepreneurship and his lessons. The Kern Family Foundation has been sponsoring activity and support for entrepreneurial activities on college campuses for a number of years. And we've been engaged in several of those. We see a lot of students who are entrepreneurial and embracing engineering design major, which is a new major for us and allows them to work on projects in a studio setting with students from other disciplines. Um, we also have two student programs, Rise and Escalate, which are support groups or clubs that operate on campus to give students a platform to meet and regularly discuss their interest in a startup culture. Several Sawmill Society members are participating in those meetings and helping to answer questions and engage the students. Um, we have some, a couple of innovation centers here on campus, the Brenham Innovation and Kramer Innovation Centers, which offer space for students and faculty to come together and use 3D printers, CNC routing labs, um, and uh, fabrication tools to build prototypes as well as experiment with their ideas. And then I mentioned earlier, our new academic building just opening this fall also has state-of-the-art space, 3D printing capability, and fully equipped labs to help support those efforts. So there are a number of things supporting entrepreneurial activity on campus that really have come to fruition or begun to really be enhanced this past two or three years. Those are great examples, I think, of the asset that Rose Hellman represents, not only for West Central Indiana, but the entire state. The ag biosciences sector is a nearly $53 billion industry in Indiana. Innovation obviously is needed uh, in that space to uh, continue to feed a growing world and to do it sustainably. As you look at uh, Rose Holman and its significant strengths, uh, computer science talent, you can go on down the list. Opportunity, where do you see opportunities for Rose Holman, Rose Holman students in particular, to make a difference in the ag bioscience space? Yeah, I think you've, you've touched upon a couple of those. I see some really significant opportunities for Rose in this space. As you mentioned, the continual growing need to feed the world is demanding more highly engineered solutions to ag production. And one of the concepts we're working on, we um, expanded the campus pretty significantly back in 2017 with the acquisition of the uh, former Holman Farm, and that added about 1,100 acres to our campus, uh, directly to the south of campus. And so that property creates some opportunities for us to expand a number of things. And one of the concepts we're exploring is something called an innovation grove, where entrepreneurs could actually grow their ideas and, and begin to test new products. But adjacent to that, there's plenty of space as well to create opportunities for a field campus. And so I think there's, we've, we've got some actually uh, space now to work on boots on the ground types of projects, as well as development of projects within a space such as Rose Hallman Ventures. Rose Hallman Ventures is currently located about six miles south of campus, but in our long-term plans, our hopes are to move ventures to this new space, um, this new land, um, so that it's more accessible to our current students and more available for product development. Um, and along that, you also touched upon computer science and software engineers. That's a huge growing program for us here at Rose Hallman. Demand is very high. And, and frankly, our challenges are to add talented faculty quickly enough to meet that demand. But computer science and software engineering, I think, is the key that unlocks a number of these technologies to help ag agri-sciences grow. And I think we have some really nice opportunity there to expose our students to that while they're here enrolled on campus. Um, 
We're also adding, as an example of a cross-disciplinary program, we're beginning to produce centers around, for example, a food science curriculum um, and harboring the talent of some of our chemistry and chemical engineering faculty to explore ways to better understand food science. And our new academic building includes a new food science lab for this purpose. So just beginning some of those efforts, but I think there are huge opportunities for Rose. Um, we also, as an example, announced this week, we have a Rose grad that has uh, formed a number of um, software companies, the most recent of which is a financial software company. But I mention it here because it's focused on actually creating financing opportunities for farmers to make rapid decisions regarding land purchases and bringing people to agriculture. So again, there are a number of tangents during which I think our students will have opportunities to be exposed to this industry that they've not previously had. Very exciting developments at Rose Holman Institute of Technology uh, in Terre Haute. Uh, no doubt will have tremendous impact on students in the future, but also the state of Indiana. President uh, Robert Coons, Rob, thanks for joining us so much. Fascinating conversation. Look forward to following all of your progress there in Terre Haute. All right. Thank you so much for your time. All right. And thank you for tuning in to season four of the Ag Bioscience podcast. You can find more episodes on the latest in innovation, entrepreneurship, and talent in Indiana's ag bioscience space. Just visit the news page at agronovusindiana.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.